We're going to go to Pash Kisisa Mishpatim. It's unclear. It's very, it's very difficult and unclear. It seems to be that it's not finished. So let's go to Pash Kisisa. Page Mem Gimel. question that, that is asked of many, many svarim. Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was asking for when he was asking for Mechila, for Slicha, Kapara, after the Cheta Egel. So the, the way that Moshe Rabbeinu asked seems very strange. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Ona Chata HaMazah the Moshe Benes says Hashem that the nation has sinned the people have sinned a tremendous sin and they made the Negelazov and Moshe Benes says that if you if you will forgive them for their sin if you will carry their sin Okay, good. But if not, then you could erase me from the book that you have written. Moshe Benes says, you could erase me from, from the Torah. There are many difficulties in this Pasuk. But first of all, Many of them ask, when you want to ask for forgiveness, the natural thing to do is to try to minimize the significance of the chait, of the sin, to make the, the sin seem as small as possible. The last thing you want to do is to, is to is to give the impression of the chait being even greater than it, than it was. Now, Moshe Benu here says, I could say that this is the truth, it was a big, it was a big chayt. But when you're asking for, for forgiveness, you don't say, Boy, did they really, really mess up. They really messed up. The natural thing would be to, to explain, to try to find an opening at Pesach, and so on. But to say, that this that they sinned in a terrible way. So that's that's the question here. He made it even a greater chait. He made it chatagadolik. You could have explained that could have explained according to the Kuzri and, and, and the Ibn Ezra why they sinned, what happened, it was a misunderstanding. They didn't really they didn't mean to sin. He says, no, this is Mahamish terrible. There's also a deek that's found in this in the swarm of the Rabbi's father. Why is it that when Maisha Rabbeinu, before the Chet Egel, Maisha Rabbeinu says, Hina noichi shaleach malach. Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, rather, Shoma Hashem to Moshe Rabbeinu, Koydem Achet, Hine Anoichi Shalech Malach. Lo miyein b'malach. The before the Chet Egel, when Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, I'm going to send an, a malach, an angel, to go with the people, then lo miyein b'malach. Moshe Rabbeinu had no problems with that. Lo miyein b'malach. Fine. Hashem, you send a malach, to, you'll send one of your Shluchim, to be with us and to, and to lead us. So before the Chet Egel, Moshe Rabbeinu was fine. He didn't complain about it, Malach. But Va'achar Chet, when we were when we were less worthy, Achar Chet, Omar, Im Ein Panecha Holchim, 
After the Chet, when obviously Moshe Benu's negotiating negotiating power has been diminished as a result of the Chet, so not as, not only did he first challenge Hashem Kivyocha by saying, you could erase me from your Sefer, but then afterwards, he's not interested in any offer of a Malach. Shkoyach. No Malach. If you don't go with us, I don't want any uh, representatives. No representatives, no ambassadors, no, uh, uh, you know, like assistant to the secretary of, of agriculture, nothing like that. If, if you don't come yourself, the Shechina herself, don't take yourself. That's after the Chet Egel. Before the Chet Egel, Amalek, Moshe Benet didn't complain about Amalek. After the Chet Egel, Moshe Benet says, no, no Malachim. V'avsha ki'isa b'sifrei k'vay k'dushas ha'adonia avi mori. So based upon something that his father said very, writes very often, in his farm, Shamoisa, the Rebbe explains this, Shamoisa Nafsho Ba'ad Yisrael. When a Jew is Moisa Nefesh for another Jew, Hamoisa Nefesh Ba'ad Yisrael, Godl Humana Moisa Nafsho Ba'ad Hashem Levad. The Rebbe's father, Rabbi Elamalek Rajitskar, explains that when a Yid is Moisa Nefesh for another Yid, to Hashem, that's bigger than, it, than being Moise Nefesh for Hashem. When you're Moise Nefesh for, for a Jew, that's bigger than Mesiris Nefesh for Hashem. Reizek Yemisha Moise Nefesh Ba'ad Ben HaMelech. And that's compared to a person who is Moise Nefesh for the Ben HaMelech, for the prince, for the son of the king. He's Moise Nefesh Ba'ad Ben HaMelech. Shiroi Mizeh what do we see from that? That the love that this person has for the king is so great. That not only is this, is this person at any moment ready to give himself up for the sake of the king, he's even for the son of the king. He's, he's ready to give up everything. Does he love the king? That even for the son of the king, he's Moise Nefesh. Therefore, a person who's Moise Nefesh for one of Hashem's Bach's children, for another Yid, who's Moise Nefesh for Yid, in Hashem's eyes, there's no greater demonstration of love. It's greater than the mysterious Nefesh for Hashem himself. In the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when a person's Moise Nefesh for another Yid, So based upon this, Yisod, the Rebbe suggests that that when Moshe Rabbeinu saw that Bnei Yisrael were in such a bad situation, they really needed a lot of Rachmim. Because what they did with the Chet Egel was really bad. And there needed to be a tremendous, tremendous Esoyos of Rachman that they should be forgiven for such a chait. Moshe Rabbeinu saw Am Yisrael as such a Rachmanis, in such a bad place. Oyre Bekirbo Kol Kach Ahabis Yisrael. He was able to, he was able to be Mechazik himself, to bring up within himself such Rachmanis, such Ahava. Such love for Am Yisrael. Ache Yimso Nafshu Ba'adam, that he was he was ready to give up everything for them. He, he said to Hashem, then I don't want to have anything to do with you. That's what he said. Then you could erase me. I, I'm not I'm not in this for myself. 
that he came to such a place of Rachmanis on Amiso, of Ahav on Amiso. Veloy Ba'ad. Veloy Ba'ad at Sadiqim Bilvad. Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't only prepared to give up everything for the sake of the tzaddikim of the Jewish people. Moshe Benin was prepared, he was Moshe Nefesh, for the worst Jew in the world. That's why Moshe Benin says, that's why he, 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 he says, Moshe Benin is going out, he's ready to be Moshe Nefesh, even for those Jews who are who don't have maybe the Ibn Ezra to explain, who don't have the Limitzchus of the Kuzri, what the Cheshbon was with the Chet Egel. No, even for those Jews who mamish, they were Chayte Chato Gedola, they take a sin. And they sinned, and they sinned in the worst way. And Moshe, when he says, Afa Pichin, they're my brothers and my sisters. And Moshe Ben was ready to give up everything. You know why? And Moshe Ben is saying, so why do you think I'm prepared to die and to give up, not only to die, to pay, I'm prepared to give up everything. Not for, not for the tzaddikim, but even for the, even for the ones who have sinned the terrible sin. The, the only reason is because why do you think I love them so much? Because I love you that much. And because I love you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so much, I can't help but love every one of your children, even the biggest sinner, even the worst one I love. And because of that great love that he showed to Hashem, with such mysterious nefesh, that his love for Hashem is so great that he can't bear to see one of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's children being hurt, being killed. He can't bear to see it. So Mimela, that awakened a tremendous, tremendous Ahava. That's what Hashem wanted Moshe Benu to do. It, brought, it revealed the Ahava that Hashem has for every Jew. So of course of Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem is Baruch's servant. Despite the fact that they sinned so terribly. And Moshe Benu says, I'm not talking about the tzaddikim, that they had some fancy cheshman that it wasn't a, a chait, it was they, they meant to serve youth somehow. No, chato gedola. They're your children, and I love them, because they're your children. So kivyochel, the Baruch Shalom kivyochel, is awakened. The Midas Arachim is awakened for his children, because of Moshe Rabbeinu. This is what the tzaddikim are poor. And therefore, Moshe Benu exaggerating the chait, making it bigger. That he says it was terrible. It was a terrible sin. The whole point of Moshe Benu saying that was the end of the Pasuk. And even though it was, even though it was terrible sin, terrible. And and they're not tzaddikim. It was terrible. In in other words, afal pichen. I love them. The worst of them. I love them. The worst of them, with everything. I love them because of you. And I'm prepared to have my name erased from your book. Because Chazal tells us in Rochus that Hashem made an offer to Moshe Rabbeinu to begin a different a whole a new, a new Am Yisrael that was going to 
be B'nai Moshe, some new nation from Moshe Rabbeinu. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, I, 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 I'm not interested in that. So Moshe Rabbeinu loves them despite everything and, and is prepared to be erased, to be finished. Now, once this happened, so the Rebbe says, now coming back to the question of how, how come now Moshe Rabbeinu says, don't, don't do it, give us any malachim. No, it's no malach. Only you. No malach. Before the Chet Egel, Moshe Rabbeinu was okay with the malach. After the Chet Egel and this whole davening thing, Moshe Rabbeinu says, no, no, only directly with you. We don't want any malach. Because of what happened just now, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to refuse the Malach. Because Hashem is Baruch said, that the Malach, the Malach will not bear your sins. Since one does mechilas avonis, since one does forgiveness depend upon a malach being able to tolerate or bear our sins or not to bear our sins. Forgiveness is in Hashem's hands, not a malach. But it says in the Svarm al next page, that Hashem. Is nice oven. He carries our averus. Shakadish Baruch Hu Kivyochol nice haoven al atzmai. That Hakadosh Baruch Hu Kivyochol takes responsibility and carries our sins upon himself. Loima saying ani chayiv bedaver. It's my fault. Ani chayiv bedaver. K'mayish omer begemara asher harayosi. That's the gemara there. In the Gemara there in Brachis. If you look in footnote one, Amr Abelazer Eliyahu Tiach Dvarim Klape Maila. The Gemara there tells us that there were certain Sadiqim that there were Metiach Dvarim Klape Maila. That means that they threw things back in Hashem's face. They were Chutzpah and they were Matzliach with their Chutzpah. Eliyahu Hanavi Tiach Dvarim Klape Maila. Shonamar. Well, Elinavi says to Hashem a shocking thing. Elinavi says, you're the one that turned their hearts against, against you. You turn their hearts around. It's your fault. Because of the way that they've been treated, it's your fault. You created the Eitzahara. You, you gave them all the gold and silver from the Mitzrayim, and now you have a Taina that they made an Egel Azar. Mayasa ben v'layachta. What do you want of them? So, Omer Rabbi Shmuel, by Rabbi Yitzchak, Minayin she'chazak Gashbaruchu, v'haydla liyo, where do we see that Gashbaruchu was moi to tell you that it's a good svar, that's a good Taina? D'chsiv asher harayosi. Hashem says, I did bear to them. Asher harayosi. Hashem takes the blame. I mean, obviously, this Gemara is a very, very difficult one, and there's a lot, a lot written. What does that mean? But Hashem's Baruch is nice oven. There's a meat of Hashem that He takes responsibility for creating the Yitzhahara, for putting us in difficult situations, that Hashem takes responsibility. He's nice oven. Back on top. V'omra HaKadosh Baruch Hu Alamalach Ki Lo That Kashbaruch who says regarding the Malach that the Malach the Malach is not going to carry your sins. Al Hashem says that an angel does not have this midah of being nice oven. A Malach does not take a, a hit for another for a Jew. He's not prepared to take a hit. He's got he's got his own Indian, the Malach. He's not carrying anybody else's Averas. Other Abahimakatrigan. The Gemara tells us that the, that Malachim have a tiny. Why does Hashem show favoritism? 
If Jews are unworthy, why does Hashem still take care of them? Why does Hashem, Hashem is uh, taking, taking a bribe? That's the Gemara. In footnote 2, you have the Gemara there. It says in your Torah, you gave a, 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 in your Torah, you said, that Hashem, you can't, you don't show any favoritism and you don't take any bribes. That's what you said about yourself. But you are nice upon him. You show special favoritism to B'nai Yisrael. The Chesiv, it says, in Bechas Kahanim, Yisah Hashem is Nisias Banim. You do show favoritism to them. Ah, you called yourself a God who's lo Yisah Banim, lo Yikach Shaycha? Amr Lahem. So the Baruch Shalom's answer to that is v'chi lo Yisah Banim liYisrael. How could I not? How could I not give them special treatment? Shekasavti lahem b'tayra. I wrote in the Torah v'chalta v'savata v'rachta v'sashem l'kecha that if they eat the shear. Of svia, could they svia? They eat a, 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 a large amount of food. Could they svia? Then uberachtas Hashem alkecha. Then there's a din of bichas amazon to bench. But they're so they, they go and they and they bench me even for kezayis and kibetz and they bench me. Even though in the Torah I only told them that they have to bench if it's for chalta v'savata. But even for a small amount of food they they bench. They thank me. So they show they go out of their way for me. They go the extra. They go the extra mile for me. I go extra for them. That's what the Gemara says. Hashem says, they're nice upon him to me. I'm nice upon him for them. They give me special treatment. I give them special treatment. They do what they're not, but they don't have to do for me. And I do what I don't have to do for them. That's the Gemara. So Malach doesn't have that meter. Just the opposite. The Malach, the Malachim are the ones who, make, who, who, who are making trouble. The Malachim were the ones who were Makatrik, and they were saying, they were the ones that came with the Kasha. Why do you show them any favoritism? You said, you said in the Torah that you don't treat anybody, with, there's no protection in Shemaim. So why is it that, you, why is it that you're Naisei Panim Yisrael? The Malachim, not only are they not prepared to be Naisei Oven, they stir up trouble. They're Makatrik. L'chein Achar after this amazing thing that Moshe Beno did, that he was Moshe Nefesh, he gave, he gave himself mamish over for Am Yisrael, for Hashem's children. After that unbelievable Moshe of Mesiris Nefesh for Am Yisrael, Omar, Moshe Beno had the, had the nerve, the nerve, the Azaz, the Azaz the, the, the Kedusha, to say to Hashem, Mishaena writes to Lisa, Chait Yisrael al Atzmai, Moshe Beno. Moshe points to himself and he said, I'm, pre- I'm pre- prepared to take their sins on me. I'm prepared to give up everything. I'm Moshe Nefesh for them. Therefore, I'm not, don't give me a malach. Malachim, malachim are, 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 are not even like me. I'm Moshe Nefesh for your children. Malachim have tainus against your children. Don't send any malach. And Moshe has a pischan peh to turn away the malach. Because Moshe is saying, Misha and writes at least, I hate Yisrael Atzmo. Any, any shliach that you have, Hashem, who's not prepared to die for them, who's not prepared to, who's not prepared to, to take upon himself to suffer because of their sins, because of their problems, is not a good shliach. Afilu malach, any chafetz by. Even if it's a malach, I'm not interested. I didn't do that. I took it, I, 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 I came to you and I said, here I am. Hineini. And I, and I was ready to die for them, to lose everything for them. So I'm not interested in, in, in any less of a shliach than myself. To send a malach, where a malach not only doesn't, the malach not only doesn't, isn't prepared to be nicely avonis Israel, but the malach even joins into the, into the, into the kitrug to have a tain against Am Yisrael. So that Moshe Benes says, no malachim. I feel malach any So because of what just happened, Maishu Rabbeinu has a pischan peh. He has the nerve to say, to, to talk with such strength and such azis because of what he just did. I feel malach any insisted, Hashem panai eleichu Only the Baruch 
Nobody else. No Malach. Only you, Hashem. Why? Because you, Hashem, you have a Midah that you nice oven for Ayur Al-Pasha. That's your Midah. I learned it from you, to be nice oven, to be prepared to carry somebody else's sins, to forgive, to be Marchal, to be Salah. That's your Midah, Hashem. Hashem says, I learned it from you. That's us, me and you. I'm a good Shliach, I did what I'm supposed to, and you're the Baran Shalom. I learned from you the Midah of Nasir to be nice Avanim Shei Yisrael. I learned it from you. The Malachim, they're not in that Indian that we have. A Malach could, could, Malach, uh, could watch a Jew go down and, and, he's, and he's not prepared to be nice Avanim. That's not the Indian of a Malach. That's my Indian, and Kivyochel, that's your Indian, but that's not a Malach's Indian. Therefore, I'm, don't send any Shliach like this. There can't be any shliach that's not prepared to give up everything. You know that the Rabbi the Rabbi had a way to get out of the ghetto. I think you all know that if you know a little bit about the biography of the Piazzetts, now the Rabbi did not have to stay. There were there were Jews outside of the ghetto who were piled with the authorities to smuggle the Rabbi out to be able to get the Rabbi out. There were bribes that were given. Everything was prepared, and the Rabbi had a way to get out of the ghetto and to get out of Europe. Now there were some tzaddikim that their shlichus was to be able to come to Israel, to come to America, whatever. But that was their shlichus. But the Rebbe's Indian was that I'm not leaving. He didn't leave. And even at the end, when there was a, there was, he was together with a chabura, there was a chabura of Jews that Mamish went to the end. Some of them were, some of them weren't even from. They were part of this chabura that the Rebbe had that they made a bris between them that they're in it together. If they get out, it's only if they all get out, they're going to go. If they don't all get out, they're staying. And the Rebbe didn't leave. Even though he had more than one opportunity to get out, he didn't go. And we see in many places in his Torahs that the Rebbe believed that to be a manik, to be leader of Am Yisrael, the captain has to go down with the ship. That's what it is. The leader has to be prepared to give up everything. Because that's the definition of the tzaddik. And Maisha Rebbe was pile this mechila with that mysterious nervous. You know, there was a big Rebbe in Poland, he, the Ostrovitz, have you heard of him? He's smiling, that's a good sign. So you heard of him. Meyachil Ostrovitz, his father was a baker. He, he had a mind, that kind of a mind, like Reb Tzadok, like the Rogachar, like, like Reb Yosef Engel. He was a, a genius, a genius. Ga'ina, ga'ina. A tzaddik who lived a life of complete precious, the Ostritzer. They're amazing tires. We have only a little bit of his tire, but there's some amazing tires from Ostritzer. So uh, I'm not sure I remember exactly this mindset, but it goes something like this: that it happened that Reb Chaim Oizer, that Reb Chaim Oizer was together. He met so he met the Ostrovitzer someplace. And Reb Chaim Oizer asked the Ostrovitzer to say a, to say some to say to say some learning, something in learning a tire. And also, so he didn't say anything. It's a famous thing from Nasser so that he said that if he, he learned from his father, there were rabbis that were sitting around talking about the rabbis were there were rabbis in, in Poland that were very jealous of Nasser because he was bigger than all of them, but he had no yichus. So they say that he was once sitting with other with these other rabbis. There was someplace at a simcha, and this rabbi starts to say that he's an enikel from the rabbi Rabmeilach, and this and this one's an, an enikel from the Balshamta. You know this because they knew that Nasser didn't have any yichus. So when it came to the officer, so they, they looked at him like, you know, so who are you? Even though he was the biggest. He said that my father was a baker. That's my yichas. My father, I used to go help my father in the bakery when I was little. And my father said a good vart. He said that if you want to keep the oven hot, you have to shut the door. That's what he said. So the officer kept his mouth always closed. If you want the oven to be hot, you keep the door closed. So that was his mahalach. He was very quiet. And the Reb Chaim said, no, 
say some Torah. And the, and, and the Ostrich just sat there. And the Chaimaisa said, Ostrich to Rabbi, the Welt says that you're a Gavar Rabbi. The Welt says the world knows that you're a Gavar Rabbi. You're a Gavar Rabbi means what? You're a great person. So as the Ostrich said, a Gavar Rabbi a Gavarabba, the Gemara says what a Gavarabba, the Gemara says what it means. The Gemara is in Marcus and Afghav Beis, I think. But the Gemara says, how you know, come a badly tipshoy that the badly are tipshim, they're foolish. They stand up before Sefer Torah, but they don't stand up before a Tamil Chacham. And the other Gemara says, the reason that the Tamil Chacham is so great, that why is the Tamil Chacham a Gavar Abba? How do we see the Chacham that they had this midah of Gavar Abba? You look down the Gemara, you'll see. Because the Torah says that you have to give 40 makis, right? You have to give 40 makis to the person who gets makis. You get, it says, Arborim Yakan, 40 makis. And the Chachamim, the Chachamim figured out a way to make it into 39 makis, right? There's in Tershmal Peh, it's not 40, it's 39 markets. Even though it says, Aboy Miyakana. The Chacham, and the Ostrich has said, with the Gemara, that's what the Gemara, how the Gemara defines the greatness of the Chacham. So the, so the Ostrich says, that's what a Gavarab is by the Chassidim. A Gavarab is a Jew who's a Rabbi, who's a Gavarab, a Jew who's able to take away one patch from another Yid was able to take away one marker that a Jew should suffer a little bit less, that's a Gavar by the Chassid. Not somebody who could say fancy Torah. That's what he said. A Gavar is somebody who could take away one marker from a Jew. That makes you into a Gavar That was the greatness of the Chacham, that they were able to take 40 markers and make it into 39 markers, not 40 markers. That's a Gavar That's the greatness of a Jew. Moshe Rabbeinu was a Yid like that. Moshe was his Indian was to take away Marcus. Moshe Rabbeinu was, was a very, very big Lamdan. But the Ikra of Moshe Rabbeinu, we see, was his Mesirus Nefesh for Amisra. We see that over here. And then we see that at the end of the Chumash, when Moshe Rabbeinu was Moshe Nefesh to break the Luchas, which was a very dangerous thing. He could have gotten into big trouble for breaking the Luchas. It's a serious thing to break Hashem's Luchas. That's Mikhtar Lukimaisa. Hashem made the Luchas handmade, Kivyachal by Hashem. Hashem inscribed the Luchas with his own hand. And Moshe Benin threw them away. Now we know why Moshe Benin threw them away. I spoke about it in the Chabur the other day, Moshe, last week. Moshe Benin threw them down because he wanted to break Am Yisrael's heart, that he should bring us to a place of tshuva. He was Moshe Nefesh because Hashem could have said to him, What do you think you're doing? What do you think you're throwing the Luchas? Uh, what are you doing with the Luchas? That wasn't Moshe Ben Hashem. Moshe Ben Hashem was the Luchas. The Luchas are very, very beautiful. The Luchas is Mechtav Lekim Asalekim. It's very holy, but there's no Indian of a Luchas if, if Bnei Yisrael are not going to do tshuva. Moshe Ben threw them off to bring us to a place to come back to Hashem, to bring us back to Hashem. And this whole Mitzvah, the whole Mitzvah of Moshe Ben was Mitzvah Nefesh. Therefore, he had, he had the, the koach to be able to say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm not, uh, this is not an Indian of a malach. A tzaddik is bigger than any malach. The whole Indian of a tzaddik is, is to take Jewish suffering upon himself and to try to make things better for other Jews. Malachim are not in that whole cheshman. They have their own cheshman. That's not what a malach is. So if it's me or it's you, we'll lead the people together, me and you. I don't need any malach. Let's just be the two of us. We'll take care of them. That's what Moshe Benes said. We'll take care of them. Aniva ata. So, no malach. And that's all that the Rebbe Schuss, that's all that he was trying to do. All the limut schus, all the teaching, all the... 
That's what his whole life was about, especially at the end. Pashas Vayakil. No, I'm sorry, the Pasuk. Vayakil Moshe's called Asi Yisrael, page Memhei. Vayakil Moshe's called Asi Yisrael, Vayemer Leim Eilad Vomeshetziva Hashem Lasas Oisel. So everybody's asking over here also. and told us, and others are asking the question. Why does the Torah have to say a mitzvah of to work for six days? You don't have to tell people they, that they have to work for six days. They do that on their own. The problem is you've got to stop them from working on the seventh day, Shabbos. But to work six days, everybody's working. They don't need to be told that they have to go to work for six days. What's the mitzvah? The only, the only mitzvah that Hashem should have given was Shabbos. Shabbos, you can't go to work. But otherwise, everybody has to go to work. They have to make a living. The Rebbe says a very deep thing over here. So you know that the Gemara Darshans from the from the El Hadvarm that there are 39 Melachas. The number 39 Melachas comes from the Eila, from this Pasuk El Hadvarm. How? Devarim is two, tray, right? Because the minimum is davar, so devarim is two, is the minimum of two. So devarim is tray. Hadvarim, that adds another one, so now we have hadvarim, now we have three. Eila, Eila, the word Eila, so we have Eila hadvarim, Aleph Lamed Hay, is Bigmatria 36, so 36 and 3 is Lamed Tes. So the Gemara learns from there the 39 Melochs of a Gematria. Can you imagine there'd be like a, a million swarm that couldn't be called Lamates Melochs <laughs> if not for this Gematria? And how different our lives would be. We have Lamates Melochs from, from a, a Gematria that you might say that this Gematria is nice Torah for Shabbat or something. No? A Gematria. Dvarm is Trey, Hadvarm is three. Ayla is 36, 36, 3. We've got 39 malachas. And since then, we have 39 malachas. The whole Torah is standing on 39 malachas. The whole Masech, the Shabbos, everything's 39 malachas. Obviously, it's not smacht, it's a remez for the 39 malachas. It's, it's not the shirish of the 39 malachas, but the Rebbe is going to explain why was it so important for the Gemara to show this in a gematria. And he explains the Indian of Gematrias, Bechlal, that there are people that don't think that Gematrias is a serious thing. We see Chazal themselves have Gematrias. There's not the only one. There are others. With Ephraim and Menashe, there are other the Gematrias. Why is it? What is this Indian of being Doris the Gematrias? From the letters of the Torah, whom they say, because the writing of the Torah, the words of the Torah, the letters of Torah are not like any other words, letters in the world. With all other writing, with all other letters, the only point is to convey the writer's intention, his idea. You can't write, you can't put your thought you can't write down a thought on a piece of paper. You have to have symbols. You have to have letters and words. Therefore, the, the people have to come up with letters. They have to create symbols. Symbols that are representatives of the... Th- that are representing the thoughts of the person. So in China, they have those characters, and there are different types of letters in the world. How they came about is a fascinating thing, these different letters, these different symbols... But it's a symbol of what the person is thinking. 
It's just symbols. And that people agreed. Again, it's a very interesting thing how that how uh, something came to represent how C A T came to represent the cat, and how in other in other scripts there are different letters for different letters of the alphabet and different ICs and ways of expressing thought. But human beings made these up. They're all made up by human beings. And they take letters and they build words. To be able to have symbols that are able to communicate, to convey my thoughts. There are man-made symbols that are a way of putting on a piece of paper or whatever to put my thoughts, my feelings. The same way that they that the people decided in English that uh, that uh, an A means this and a B means that. It could have been something else. It could be anything. They have all over the world different scripts. But that's not how it is with the letters of the Torah. An Aleph, if you're learning Sanhedrin, you know there's the Sugi of Ksav Ashuras and Ksav Ivri, Ksav Libanoya, the whole Sugi and the Gemara. That's, that's a very, very big topic in Torah and in Primus of Torah. But the Oasis of the Torah are Bedavka, those Oasis. And it couldn't be a different shape. Because the shape of the Aleph is what the Aleph is. Aleph is Hashem. Aleph is Hashem. If it has a Yud on top, it has a Yud on the bottom, it has a Vav in the middle. The Yud is 10, the Yud on the bottom is 10, the Vav in the middle is 6, it's 26, it's the Shem of Baruch And every single letter of the Aleph base, the shape of the letter is the premise of what the letter is. There's no, it can't be a different letter. The letter is the thing itself. Aleph is Aleph is Shalom. Beis is that Hashem is the Balabais. Beratius is Bayis, Beis. Every letter is the thing itself. The Gemara Darshan is a little bit about this in Masech Shabbos. Gimel Dalit is Gimel Dalim and so on. And the Gimel is shaped like, a, like, a, like the rich person who's going and running to go help the Dal, the poor person who's turning around and, and accepting a gift. All the Oasis. Rabbi Tzah Ginsburg has an amazing cipher, one of his earliest swarm, as, an Indian, as the Indian of the Oasis, with the Tzuras Oasis and the Gematria of the Oasis. Each letter, its shape, its number, what the letter means. By the letters of the, of the Torah, it's not just that there are thoughts of Hashem or Hashem communicating through letters. The letters themselves are Kaddish, are holy. The letters themselves have inherent meaning. Not that they're symbols of a thought. The letters themselves have Kedusha. HaKedusha Gamla Kalim Mispashta. The Kedusha of Hashem's mind is Mispashe, went out to the letters. They're not symbols. It's the thing itself. Shin Lamar Chesnun, Shulchan, is the Shulchan, is the table. It's not a symbol of a table, it, but it's the definition of a table. Before the Alter Rebbe died, you know that he just saw the Isis. He didn't see anymore. When the Tzemach Sadek asked him, what is it that you're looking at? Because he was looking up at the ceiling before he died. And, he's, and, and he said he only sees the Isis of, of the olive base. Kuf, Vav, the Kaira means the beam. He sees the Kuf, Vav, Eresh, and hey, he doesn't see any more the beam. He only sees the letters. But that's what he writes about in the Shayich of Amunah. The Isis. The Isis, you don't have that. Every other language, the letter doesn't have any inherent meaning of value. What's the difference? A Q, an X, a Y, it doesn't mean anything. It's the letter, it's just a symbol of something we get to, to communicate. But in Lashon Kaira, in the Lashon of the Torah, the Isis themselves are filled with Kedusha. It's a hispashtus of the Gedusha of Hashem's thoughts into the letters. Ukshem hispashet is yoysa as gam milu ha'oisis mismalam Gedusha. And then not only, do you, not only is it that the letter itself, but like the letter Yud, has Gedusha only also Yud Vav Dalet. Yud is Yud Vav Dalet. So the milui, as you've seen in the Swarm, the milui of the letter, Aleph, Aleph Lamed Pei, Beis, Beis Yud Saf, also Gedusha. And not just that, lo ha'oisis bilvad. It's mispashe, the Kedush of Hashem is mis, of the Torah is mispashe beyond the letter and beyond the milu, the letters that spell the letter, 
to the value of the letters. How many letters? What's the cheshman of the oasis? Rosh Tevis, Seifer Tevis, Atbash, all the ways of the letters. And we learn out halachas from these. Not only halachas, the biggest halachas, 39 halachas we learn out from Gematria. We know from the Zara Kodesh. The difference between Shabbos and Yontiv. Shiyontiv. Shiyontiv hu Mikra Kodesh. Yontiv is called Mikra Kodesh. That's its title. Shabbos is also Mikra Kodesh, but Yontiv, its entire title is Mikra Kodesh. Nazar explains, Shakari Mesakaydish, Umizamnim Naisai. We declare the Kedusha of Yantiv, the Bezdim, Akairim, Mikroi Kaydish. We designate Resh Kaydish and the Yom Taivim, Umizamnim Naisai. We are the ones that prepare or that, that summon and bring about that day of Yantiv. But the Shabbos, who Ba'atzmai Kaydish. Shabbos is not like that. Shabbos is Ba'atzmai Kaydish. Shabbos is itself Kaydish. Therefore, we see Shabbos doesn't have any mitzvahs on its own. There's the Shaifa. Yom Kippur are the five Inuyim. Sukkis is the Sukkah and Abraminim, and so on. The whole definition of Shabbos is that you don't do Malacha on Shabbos. It doesn't have Shaifa in it. It's that you don't do Malacha on Shabbos. Because Shabbos is mispashet into the six days of the week. Wednesday, you can still say Havdola until Shabbos continues until, the, until Tuesday, and then from Wednesday begins towards the next Shabbos. So there's a Shabbos itself is mispashe into the days of the week. The first day, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, received from last Shabbos, and then the next Shabbos receives from Thursday, Friday, receives. From, from, from Wednesday on, mina Shabbos abba. And shigama gufa miskadshem b'Shabbos. That means that Shabbos itself is kodesh, like the letters. Not only is Shabbos itself, the goof itself of Shabbos is cut, no, Yantav is not like that. We, we're the ones that we give Shabbos Kedusha, and therefore the Yom Tavim needs certain maizim and certain pu'ulas. Shabbos itself is Kedusha Be'etzim, and therefore the Kedusha of Shabbos is mispashet to the six days of the week. It's mispashet to Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. To Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, there's a spashtus of Shabbos. That means that Shabbos itself is Kaidish, Shabbos, Vagam Yimea Chal Miskachim. But the, when, there's the, when there's the Guf of Kedusha, the Etzim of Kedusha is Mispashit beyond itself. Yantav can't do that. Only Shabbos is Mispashit beyond itself. Purim is an unbelievable Kedush, we're not going to do that right now. By Purim, in the Mishnah, you have Yudal, if you base your Gimel, Yudal, that's all. That's half. But there's such a thing by Purim. There's a long piece from Gesh and Hanach on that Indian. The Gemara says that if Bnei Yisrael would keep two Shabbos, the Shiach would come right away. According to what we're learning here, it doesn't mean Shabbos Parshas Vayakel and then Shabbos Parshas Pekudai. means like this. Shabbos Echad is HaShabbos. One Shabbos is Shabbos itself. Vashenis is HaShabbos Yimechal, is when a Jew is able to live with the Kedusha of Shabbos on a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. When he's able to c- connect to the Kedusha of Shabbos, to the Spashtus of the Kedusha of Shabbos, that's called Shtei Shabbosos. The first Shabbos is Shabbos itself, and then to live with Kedusha B'Tahara during the week is called his pastus of Shabbos into the oasis of the six days of the week. The gematria is the oasis, the Rashi 
of the six days of the week. Now, Memela, Sheshis Yom Teosim Alocha, Bechulu, Yilacham Kaidis, Shabbos Shabbos. Shtei Shabbos is Kenemel El. The Pasuk is hinting to the two Shabboses. Memne Shagam Besheshis Yemeachol, Tim Shechu Akadusha. That's why it says, Sheshis Yom Teosim Alocha, and then Shabbos Yilacham Kaidis, Shabbos Shabbos. Why is the Torah telling us about the six days of the week? The Torah says, Memne Shagam Besheshis Yemeachol, even though they're days of Malocha. Even though there are days where they go to work. But even though there are days of work, they could be uplifted with the, with the Kedusha of Shabbos. Shagam b'sheshim echol, tim shechua kedusha. L'chein ba'azhar uzu, romza Torah, kol alam ates melochas b'gematria. Therefore, the Torah hints in a gematria to the 39 melochas. Because the gematria is the koach of hispashtus. When the letters are mispashet, when the letters have kedusha b'etzem, there's a hispashtus of the letters all the way into the gematrias and the Rosh so when Shabbos has a hispashtus, that hispashtus of Shabbos into the six days of the week is learned davke in a gematria. Because the gematria is the koyach of, of kedusha, which is mispashetes in techol. You understand? When kedusha is mispashetes beyond itself, that's the meaning of the gematria, as we learned. That the oisias of Lashon HaKadosh have kedusha be'etzem, and therefore the kedusha is mispashetes beyond the oisias, into the gematrias and so on. The Kedusha of Shabbos is Be'etzim. Yontif can't, be, can't have such a Hispashtus. The Kedusha, that's not what Yontif Shani is something else. The Kedusha of Shabbos has a Hispashtus into the Sheshit Yom Te'asim Malachim. And therefore that Limut, the Limut of the Lama Te'asim Malachim of Shabbos, is Dafka from what? From the Gematria. Because the Gematria is a simon of the Koyach of Kedusha Be'etzim that's Mispashit beyond itself. Shakol Miskadish. That everything, the whole six days of the week are Miskadish. That's the name of the Gematria. That even the gematria is Kaddish, of Shabbos is Kaddish. The Gamimena takes a Torah. That even the gematria of the Apostle of Shabbos comes out, the 39 Melochas comes out Torah. Even from the gematria, the espashtus of the Gedusha is Kaddish itself. And therefore, the espashtus of Shabbos is in the gematria of Eilah Hadvarm. The six days of the week in Eilah Hadvarm, where we learn out the 39 Melochas. So, give all the good time. To sit on it a little bit. Okay. Good. Myra?